Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome back to my podcast. I am so grateful that you take the time to listen each week. I hope this podcast inspires and encourages you in your daily life. So in the last podcast, I shared with you about my summer of grace. If you haven't listened to it yet, you might want to go back and listen to it so that this podcast makes sense. I refer to this past summer as my summer of grace. It was a summer where I stepped away. We had lots of big um, transitions, life changes happening in our family, and I just stepped away so that I could focus all of my energy on my family and connecting with myself. Now, as the Summer of Grace wrapped up, I spent some time reflecting on the changes that happened in my life. I realized that all of these changes, transformations, and life transitions could be summed up in the word grace. G is for God's mercy. R is for rest. A is for awareness. C is for connection. And E is for epiphany. Now, last week, we talked about God's mercy and rest. So in this podcast, we're going to pick up with awareness, connection, and epiphany. Awareness is so important in all aspects of our lives. I'm referring to self-awareness, how you know yourself, how you know who you truly are. It is so easy as busy moms to live life going through the motions. You pour your heart and soul out caring for your family and meeting their needs that you can easily lose touch with yourself. Self-awareness is the ability to monitor your own emotions and how you react in certain situations. Now, can you think of a time in your life when you kept pushing down your emotions because you didn't want to deal with them? Maybe you covered them up by mindlessly eating a bag of chips or overeating at dinner because you were so tired and stressed. Maybe the only way you could get through your evening was with a glass of wine or maybe two or three, or let's just be honest, sometimes it took the whole bottle. Do you ever find yourself shopping for things that you really don't need, but buying them in that moment seems to make you feel better? All of these actions, the overeating, the overdrinking, overshopping, it can even be overscrolling on social media or binging on TV. These can all be indicators that you are living from the outside in rather than the inside out. This means that you are looking for relief in the world 
rather than knowing how to rely on yourself or your faith for answers, for comfort, for guidance. Now, I can remember many days coming home after a long day in the classroom, feeling tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. And the only way that I knew how to handle these big emotions honestly, was by feeding them. I would find myself relaxing with a bag of chips, candy, or whatever was in the pantry. Instead of cooking the healthy dinner that I had planned for that night, I would throw in the towel and order pizza or go through the drive through for my family. My self-awareness was very limited. I knew I didn't feel good, and the way to temporarily feel better was with food or a tall glass of wine. Once this was done, the frustration or self-loathing would set in because I did the opposite of what I really wanted to do. It was the opposite of what I really needed. Then I would beat myself up for not following my eating plan and by eating too much. This lack of self-awareness was a vicious cycle that never seemed to end. Now, when you live from the inside out— then you are self-aware. You have the ability to recognize and allow your emotions so that you don't need to cover them up with outside things like food or drinks or shopping or binging TV. Awareness goes hand in hand with the next letter in grace, connection. Once you are aware of your feelings, you are able to connect on a deeper level with your thoughts and your emotions. Now, this takes time and practice. In fact, I think this is something that will always be part of our journey here on earth. Connecting with yourself in your marriage, in your most important relationships, and in your faith, it takes time, patience, and perseverance. A simple definition of connection is a relationship. It's connecting is a relationship with yourself, with others, and in your faith. It is being connected or being linked together. I always like to explain it to my clients by getting them to imagine the links in a chain. You are a link. Your faith is a link. Your marriage is a link. All of your relationships are each links. Now, before you can link the chain, your link has to be strong so that you can connect your link with all of those others. Self-connection is the process of being in touch with the worthiness and wholeness of who you are. I want you to hear that one more time. Self-connection is the process of being in touch with the worthiness and wholeness of who you are. This means being in touch with your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your fears, your worries. It also means being in touch with your strengths and your weaknesses. When you have an awareness of who you are, all of you, then your connections with others are stronger. When you accept and allow your strengths, but also recognize how your weaknesses impact your life and your relationships— then you are able to connect on a deeper level with yourself. Connecting with yourself includes self-acceptance. Here's the truth, my friends. You have amazing strengths that make you 
authentic and uniquely you. But part of that also includes your weaknesses. We each have weaknesses in our lives. That's just how God created us. These weaknesses can be from sins, from past failures. They can be spiritual strongholds in your life. They can be based on fears or the opinions, worrying about the opinions of others. We all have weaknesses that are part of our daily journey. When you see these weaknesses and then you meet them with grace, you are able to connect with yourself. The most important connection to help you with these, with these weaknesses, is in your faith life. When you connect in your faith, you will create a stronger link with yourself. Prayer, discernment, and the willingness to be humble will allow God to work in your life. Now, this can be so beautiful because it opens you up for inner healing, breaking through those strongholds, and avoiding temptation and sin. Connecting in your faith allows you to experience God's mercy. Remember, God's mercy is where His love meets your brokenness. You may experience forgiveness And you know what? In experiencing forgiveness, many times this includes forgiving yourself. It is through grace that you realize your God-given purpose and where you are called to serve. When you are not connected with yourself, it is easy to think that you have to do it all by overcommitting, by volunteering for anything that comes up, or not being able to say that little two-letter word, No, N-O. When I am disconnected from myself, I look to other people for approval because I don't feel good about myself. This usually means filling my calendar with activities. They might be good and they might have good intentions, but as I go to do them, I find myself full of resentment or dread because they aren't aligned with what I truly want to do or who I truly am. I sign up for things because I want to be needed or I want the approval of others or sometimes simply to just be included. This season of grace has allowed me to connect with who I am so that I learn to create self-integrity. Self-integrity is about being true to you, to your values and what you stand for in your life. It is shown through your actions, through your self-awareness, but also self-compassion. Self-integrity is being completely you. Remember, this includes all of you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you are connected with yourself, you learn to say no to things that don't feel right or that you simply don't want to do. You say yes to what aligns with your values, your morals, your goals, and you know sometimes it's just a matter of preference, what you like and don't like. Self-awareness and connection are actually so freeing because they are based on you and your feelings and your needs, not what you think you should or shouldn't do. When you are connected with all of you, with your whole person, then you are able to fully connect in your marriage to strengthen your relationship, to allow your relationship with your adult children to change as they need you in different ways. It also opens the door for a deeper faith so that you can experience inner healing and breaking through strongholds. 
and it also allowed self-compassion, a time to just allow God to work in and through you and to guide you in whatever season of life you are in. Okay, finally, E for Epiphany. Now, we are all familiar with the epiphany that we celebrate after Christmas. It's a celebration of God manifesting as the baby Jesus and revealing himself to the world. The holiday marks the day the Magi, or the three kings, visited the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. The Magi were able to see clearly what they had been searching for. Now, what is a personal epiphany? It is a moment of sudden or great clarity that usually transforms you in some way. Sometimes it's called a metanoia or maybe an aha moment. God is always placing epiphanies or aha moments in your life. The problem is that you aren't always aware of them because you are disconnected from yourself and in your faith. Once you begin to look for epiphanies that appear, they will be in all different kinds of places, in different relationships, and in places you never imagined. I recently had a personal epiphany about needing the approval of others. Like I talked about earlier, I have often been the person who has signed up or done things that I didn't want to do, but I couldn't say no because I didn't want to disappoint other people. So in order not to disappoint my friends, my husband, or even my children, I would find myself saying yes. But you know what? In that situation, there was still someone who was always disappointed. It was me. I finally realized that saying no to certain things, even if it disappointed others, was okay because I was being true to me. I was being true to myself. It was through that self-awareness and connection that I was able to let go of seeking the approval of others. Now, do you have an area in your life where you might not want to say no because you don't want to disappoint others? But when you say yes, it means that you are disappointing yourself. Now, another recent epiphany came on my weight loss journey. I've shared before that during my summer of grace, I was able to begin breaking through the stronghold that weight has had on my life for so long. It was through God's mercy that the stronghold is is loosening in my life. During the summer of grace, I reflected on all of the times in the past that I have tried only to fail over and over and over again. As I began to live from the inside out, You know when I realized how mean I was to myself? In fact, I called this my inner bully. And believe me, this inner bully can be downright terrible. The things that this bully says to me, the way that she always points out my faults, when she tells me that my actions are never enough, when she tells me to just go ahead and quit because it won't work this time, she says some pretty mean things. But here's the epiphany that I had. It occurred when I realized how terrible I talked to myself, how often I let that inner bully speak up, how often I beat myself up with negative comments and put downs. Now, do you have an inner bully in your life? Do you have that little voice that tells you things are impossible and you should just stay stuck where you are? Now, here's how I began to recognize that the voice of that inner bully. 
I began each morning with quiet time in prayer, and part of that is journaling. Now, if you know me, you know that I love to journal. I began to write down and explore the thoughts and beliefs that I have about myself. And let me tell you, there are some good ones. There are some things that I'm proud of, but friends, there were so many more negative thoughts and beliefs than I ever realized. It was like the pen couldn't stop writing all of the negative things that I believed about myself. And once I began to write them down and I would go back and read them, I began to realize that they were all lies. They were lies that the enemy wanted me to believe about myself so that I would stay hidden in shame and self-loathing, which meant I wouldn't truly live the God-given purpose for my life. I'm not sure if you can relate to this or not. So if you can, as we close this podcast, I encourage you to add journaling to your daily routine. Write down your thoughts and beliefs about yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you weed out the lies and replace them with God's truth. Get rid of that inner bully. Begin to quiet her voice so that you can connect with yourself on a deeper level for more joy, confidence, and courage in your daily journey. Remember, give yourself a season of grace, God's mercy, rest, awareness, connection, and epiphanies. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this beautiful life that you've given us. And God, we are grateful for the strengths that you have given us. But God, we are also grateful for the weaknesses in our lives, because those weaknesses open us up to trusting you more and to relying on you. And most importantly, those weaknesses allow us to see your great mercy, how you can heal and love us even in our brokenness. Lord, we ask that you bless our children, especially our children who have fallen away from the faith. We ask that you stir up a desire in them to come to know you and love you and serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.